sang it from my neck They scared because I'm tapping in About to buy the house from my mama That I was trapping in I'm here to plant the seeds It's up to you to make it grow You learn where you at in life When you ain't got no place to go All you do is take it from it What you at the table for Hack a life, sit at this computer And I break the code They watch me break the mold They upset, they tried to box me in This game is like a foster home Some things you must adopt or win don't think a doctor can heal me, this sickness fatal But I won't stop till they kill me, I'm feeling able to Take on the world and everything inside of it I'm a man with problems, I don't hide from it Bottle up your pride before you die from it They've been sleeping on me and I'm tired of it Wake them up, my rap's a shot of adrenaline Tell them watch what I'm pinning, gonna get them out of delirium They about to be feeling an out-of-body experience Chosen by God, the prophet about to deliver them Welcome to the Life Never Ends podcast. This is your host, Alan. I got Trent with me. I got Phil motherfucking V in the building. What up, y'all? Yeah. What's goody? Phil V just dropped a tape called Where I Come From. He's an artist out of Homer, Louisiana, the hometown. You know it. So, how you started out with music, Phil? All right, man. Let's see. The second recording, by the way. The internet went out. Yeah, this part two, man. Live in effect. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I always had a deep fascination with music since a kid, man. Like, and I would listen to weird ass shit. Like, I remember watching the fucking Temptations movie when I was a kid and then being like obsessed with the Temptations. Um, my brother Ben, I got two brothers. Um, my brother Ben, who's one of my older brothers, he's like a rock star. He was in bands and shit around here. I don't know if y'all ever heard of Death to Juliet. But so I, I came up, it, yeah, well, he was the guitar player in D2J, and uh, they actually, you know, they did some shit, man. They toured around all of America, and, you know, they made some noise, so I was, like, always in that music scene, too. I used to be able to get into the clubs young and shit like that, because they would just say, like, yo, this the drum tech or whatever, and I would just get in. So I was involved with the scene very young, and, um, but as far as, like, my fascination with hip-hop, now my oldest brother, Jake. He was always the hip hop head. So like, that's where that influence came from. And as a younger kid, you always look up to your older brothers, especially the oldest one. So I always wanted to emulate and be like him. And um, like I said, one one of the many times I faked sick from school, I did it one day and I was watching 106 in Park. And I think it's like 20 years ago, the Nas One Mic video came out. And um, just the video and everything and what he did and how he painted the picture, like it just blew my young mind. I think I was like 10 years old. And from that point on, I was just fascinated with how the words were put together and like how it made me feel. Um, and from Where that point on, yeah, like it gave me them goosebumps, dog. And, you know, my life, I had, a, you know, I had some struggles in my life too and family problems. So like I, I kind of gravitated towards that, like, you know, speaking life and coming from the struggle type of shit. A way to and, express um, yourself. Yeah. And I always needed that. Like I was always a, a fucking strange, passionate, weird kid. Like I just dyed my hair again because I got bored because I'm an artist and that's what we do. But like when I was a kid, I used to like get suspended from school because I just show up with the fucking slim, shady fucking dyed hair and I just always was doing crazy shit I'd wear like tall ass baseball different colored socks to fucking whatever I was just crazy dog so I always look for that outlet to express myself and when I seen that video 
um, it just sparked my interest in writing. And I used to always like, even when I didn't give a fuck about nothing in school, I love writing. So if we was like into writing, I like to write stories. I just like to write. And that was the way that I found that I wanted to do it. So I started writing. And then more than anything, I would just freestyle a lot. Always freestyle, be at parties, freestyle. And then I kind of just always realized I was like a little bit better than everybody else that was doing it. Like I was always just better than average. And so I kept doing that. And then I would write songs. Obviously, when I was young, I had no way to record shit. So whoever would come over, my brother's friends or whatever, you know, I'd get them in the infamous back room that we called at my house. And um, I would just spit songs to people and spit songs to people. and um, Fast forward a little bit, I think I was like 14 or 15, and anybody that knows these songs is like a fucking true Phil V fan, dog. I got this fucking song. The first song I ever recorded was called Slangin' Any Weather, <laughs> and uh, it was to that fucking Rick Ross hustling beat. So you could imagine kind of how I was living back then with the name of the song and the instrumental right. I chose to rap to. Um, but my sister's boyfriend at the time had like a legit eight track physical mixing thing. And you could like make an instrumental CD, put it into the eight track mixer and then plug a mic in. And that's what I did. And I made like a five, six song project on that and put that bitch on MySpace. And that's kind of what got it started. And I never stopped. You still got those old songs? No, man. Like I tried to sign into my fucking MySpace, but it's all uh I I couldn't get into it. Yeah, every time I would try to play them, it just wouldn't let me play the motherfuckers, dog, which sucks because that's like some classic shit. Right. But that's kind of like the go ahead. But did you take a break? Did you take a break from music for a while? Cause like whenever I first discovered you, I discovered you because you did a uh in a interview with Jalen Quinn. And I had always followed Jalen and whatnot, and I found you. Shout and, out uh, Jalen. For real. Holding it down for home. And uh, you had just st- started releasing music again whenever I had found you. You had started putting out songs on SoundCloud and whatnot. Yep. So what got you back into it? All right. So around the time of the MySpace shit, I was like fucking going through just turbulent times in my life, man. I fucking like got heavy in the drugs um first selling them you know what i'm saying I, it, it ain't nothing to brag about but i sold a lot of drugs dog and then uh i broke the cardinal rule man i became my own best customer you know what i'm saying yeah. and like addiction runs deep supply. no no <laughs> and addiction runs deep in my family and um growing up as a young kid like i see my oldest brother and I had instances of seeing drug shit going on and like I had built a real hate towards it, you know, seeing what it did to my family and how it affected my people and shit. So I was real against it. And then fuck, I don't know why I just got into it, bro. And at that time I was like real heavy into it and I started using a lot and, I, you know, I became addicted and um, it kind of brought my life on a turbulent path. But I never stopped writing music through all of that. So like through that time, I don't know if y'all remember, there was something called Voxer. And it was like a walkie-talkie app on the iPhone, but, excuse me, where you could communicate like with people all over the world. So at that time, I was real isolated. 
through the drug shit, didn't really want to be seen. I was ashamed of the way I was living. I was ashamed of the way I look. I just was carrying a lot of shame and guilt with me. So like I connected through that and I was just making music with just random people all over the world, but I kind of kept it on tuck. You know what I'm saying? And we used to do shit called like main event battles to where every Friday, you whoever you was battling, y'all would make a diss song towards each other. You know, we was doing that and they had something called the It Factor where it was just a battle of who had the best song. So like I'm saying all that to say I was still doing music constantly, but I just wasn't really putting it out to the public. Because like I said, I've always been kind of like a reserved, like insecure, low self-esteem type of individual towards like my drug addiction and the life I was living. So I was never really ready to put it out to get that judgment from the people around me you know what i'm right. saying so it made me self up first yeah that like confidence I, up i had to keep it hidden bro and then the thing is it's like my music and my art is so personal dog like i'm not making music like oh i'm doing this and doing that and, and it's an image so i don't really care what people think about it no like i really fucking care because it's my life over instrumentals dog so if people don't like it it's like i feel like they don't like me per se yeah. you know what i'm saying and at I mean, that time you got, time, a, you my, got a story to tell yeah, that's what I'm saying. And my self-esteem wasn't high enough to be able to take that criticism. But I've worked on myself so much that like now I don't give a fuck. So when I to speak on the Jalen and all thing, how that came about, I knew I wanted to get back in the game. So I was like, all right, what I'm going to do? I want to be involved with the hip hop scene and music scene one way or the other. So I... uh. I had seen my dog Wolf, the rapperholic. Shout out rapperholic, fucking yeah, dope hard. ass MC. Just killed that fucking track, man. That fucking beat by uh, Pusha T. That Pusha Oh Ice yeah, yeah. And then him and uh, shout out Rewind. They just did that beatbox challenge. Yeah, rapperholic. He's one of the dopest lyricists I ever heard. So like, I had seen some videos of him rapping on his porch, and I kind of seen that like, man, this dude like really got potential, bro. And that's a skill I also have, like noticing talent. Like, if I wasn't a rapper, I could be an A&R, dog. I just know when somebody got that special fucking gift. So I seen that. I hit him up. I'm like, yo, I know, like, we know each other, but we don't really know each other. But I just want to pull up on you. We got to figure some shit out, son. Like, you should be fucking all over the world. He said, what up? I hollered at him. And we kind of got some shit going. I was kind of, like, trying to manage him. And, you know, we came up with the porch saga idea when he raps on the porch. And now he makes it into mixtapes and shit. And then I was like, all right, well, self-sufficiency is key. So, like, we're going to figure out how to do everything to where we ain't got to rely on nobody else for shit. So, like, I taught myself videography. I taught myself fucking, like, how to edit videos and all of that shit. And I was really pushing him hard and doing that. And I did some music videos for him. And that's when I came up with the interview shit, Walk and Talk. We did that. And, um, you know, we had a lot of traction going, bro, like, it was really looking like something. And then I hollered at Jalen because I had found out about him some kind of way. I was like, yo, this dude's fire, son. Like, got his own sound. He got the No Help Records, which is like what I preach, doing shit yourself. I kind of linked up with him and did an interview with him. And then fucking COVID happened, dog. And it just like slowed all that shit up. Like, you couldn't really link with nobody no more. Nobody knew what the fuck was going on. And, um, isolated yourself back in your room yeah got back in that hole son you know what i'm saying and and like i would always show wolf my music and he'd be like dog why you pushing me bro like you're just retarded son like you need to be doing that so we kind of had devised a plan that i was gonna start releasing my shit 
and I had recorded something at his house. And then he had just put it out through the COVID shit and I, I seen kind of people was fucking with it. And then through the COVID times and all, I was like, you know what, dog? I'm about to stop playing with him, son. I'm about to just start spitting, dog. And like I say, I come from a battle background too. Like I've done like the URL smack battle type shit online and like chewed motherfuckers' heads off, which is why like I'm really good with words and punchlines because yeah, that's what that shit is. Play. I know how to stitch them bitches together, dog. And it's from that. So like, yeah, during the COVID time, dog, I, I, like I said, I never stopped writing, but I just found myself like on a different level lately with like how I was able to write. And as we dive more into my story, like, you know, I'll dive into how I think that happened too. But through that time, I just started releasing me just spitting over beats in my room and shit. Fast forward. I kept writing and I was trying to fucking link with a lot of different engineers and stuff. And it wasn't really going the way I wanted it to go. And just like with the videography, I was like, oh, I might just get some equipment and teach myself this shit. Taught myself, put some songs together and bam, where I come from. You know, that's where we at with it. Yeah. Let me, I want my favorite bar on the whole tape. Let me say it real quick. Yeah. Let me hear this. It's, it's off a of fire marshal. Bitch, I'm the raw, the rawest out. Take you to Pornishan, fish it, and toss you out. Little bait yeah. shrimps, spit monkey bars. I go ape shit. Now, the reason that bar is close to me is because I'm from Pornishan. So I heard Come that on. in the raps. I heard that in the rap song, and I was like, no. All right, that's it. Favorite bar of the whole tape. That was it. Yeah, that's like a gem for my real fucking like home of Louisiana people, dog, and like in that area. And I knew like that ain't a universal bar that everybody's gonna catch. Obviously, that's not from here, but like right. I knew my dogs from here was gonna be like, oh shit! My cousin when he was jamming, they just like thought that Punisher bar got me geeked in the gym, son. Yeah, I, I didn't even notice it the first time through, and I the second time through, I was like, wait a minute, let me run that shit back. That go shit goes hard, man. Yeah, that's for my Louisiana folks. That's what's so great about the tape, bro. I find every time that I listen to it, like I just want to listen to it again, because I keep catching different little bars and stuff. And you, it don't. It's like you don't have the same flow throughout the whole tape. You fucking switching shit up. That's like the the intro song that eyes open. That the eye. What is it called? Yeah, eyes open. Eyes open. Like that switch up that you have in the middle of that verse right there is just man gives me the chills yeah, I, every time I listen to it. Yeah, that shit means a lot to me because like I'm real fucking like methodical, possessive, and some might even say insane with how I put my shit together because like another passion of mine is like cinematography and movies, so like. I always love movies that you watch them again and you catch shit that you didn't catch. Like Shutter Island, that's one of my favorite movies with Leonardo DiCaprio. Because like he goes out like the whole movie. The first time you're watching it, you're thinking he's like this U.S. Marshal trying to find the fucking insane person throughout the complex. And like it turns out he was fucking the insane one the whole time that they was trying to like run this therapy on of letting him go through his delusion to see if he would realize it and then when you watch it again you notice like the whole time the people around him are like oh shit is teddy about to snap and this and that and like i try to incorporate that same shit into my music to where like 
you catch different shit every time and everything bleeds in together and it makes sense together from front to back. So like people, like you say, when you catch that, that means a lot to me. That means like what I was trying to accomplish for some people, they getting it. Right. And that takes Uh, years of writing to be able to get that. Yeah, though, that shit don't come overnight. How you said your whole obsessive personality and all that is that the whole COVID thing probably helped you elevate yourself a lot. It did, being bro. Stuck in one spot, having to work on it constantly. Yeah, I'm like, and that goes with my addiction. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I'm an addict, dog. I'm clean now and shit, but like, I still got that addictive nature. So you know, I wear that shit on my sleeve. But like, I'm like that with everything, dog. Like, I don't do drugs no more. You know what I'm saying? You had to find a different drug. But I'm fucking. Is- pos- I'm possessive over everything, son. And like when I first get into something, like I'm back on the skateboard and dog, I've been to the skate park like eight times in the last two days. I can't fucking walk. My legs don't work. (laughs) You know, that's how I am with every fucking thing I do, bro. But let's talk about the the sole purpose. I hear you talking about sole purpose a lot. That's the brand, dog. So music's the sole purpose of your life. Is that what you're getting at with that? Yeah, basically like, this is my sole purpose, bro. Like, I feel like my sole purpose is to like use the experience that I've been through in life. Cause I've been like to some bottoms that your average person really won't see. Uh, but like through the testimony of my life, I know it's my purpose to help other people like in them positions, you know, that feel hopeless. I try to bring hope to hopeless people, you know, and let people know as long as they got breath in your lungs, you know what I'm saying? There's still a chance. And like, I just feel like my best way to do that universally is through my music, which is my sole purpose. But instead of like S-O-L-E, like my only purpose is S-O-U-L because like my sole purpose is my soul's purpose, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's like you went and transformed yourself. Like you said in one of the songs, I turned from a dope fiend to a genius. Straight up. Like, man, that's that's a lot of hard work you put into it and it, it, it showed, man. Like, dog, it's like I feel unstoppable, bro. Like, cause I beat shit that most people don't beat, bro. It's like I really been on death's door, dog. Like from fuck seventeen years old to when I got clean, I was in and out of detoxes, in and out of rehabs. You know, could never really get my shit together, and I just felt hopeless, dog. Like I had kind of accepted the fact that my life was just gonna be a fucking depressing, miserable pit of hell. You know, just being sick and just getting enough fucking drugs to get through the day. And and that's what it was going to be. And for some reason, bro, like, God just picked me out the fire. And through a lot of hard work, you know, I, I fucking beat my demons. So it's like anything else that comes in my life is line yap. Like, that's why I don't stress over nothing. I beat that. So everything else is just, I just roll with the punches, bro. Like. I'm fucking, can't nothing stop me, dog. And now I'm just incorporating that into my music. And coming from the town that we live in, Homa, I mean, there's so easily to fall into that path. And like, there's not too many fucking examples of people coming out of that. You don't hear about it. I mean, ain't people sitting on a podcast like we doing talking about those experiences and whatnot. And people need to hear this shit. Like, it is possible to be down stuck in that fucking pit hole and come out of that shit on top and really go and do something with your life. Yeah, bro. Like I was writing some shit last night. Uh, 
the line was like, I'm introverted. I've been going through an awkward phase. I learned the most about myself during my darkest days. And it's like the times when I felt like God was the most absent for my life, I realized it's like when he was working the hardest, bro. Like a soldier doesn't become the best soldier like in basic training and shit or when he's at home chilling it's like when you in fucking combat dog that's when you figure out who the fuck you are yeah when you're going through it and when you don't see no light at the end of the tunnel and then you actually do later down the line it just turns you into another beast and like but it, it don't just happen dog like i did some fucking work on myself bro I had to like really face the fucking man in the mirror, dog, and really look at why the fuck I hated myself, why I did that shit to myself, why I didn't feel like I deserved love, and do some fucking soul searching, dog. Uh, you got any videos or anything that you dropping with the tape? Yeah, I think. Uh, I, I think see some like shit soon, man. Yeah, I think the most visually pleasing, like, it's probably going to be Fire Marshall, just because it's the most, like, banging, fast tempo, upbeat shit. And, like, a lot of the bars, like, I could see myself filming scenes to it. So, you know, be on the lookout. You're going to get a visual for that shit for yeah. sure. I like Million, too. Million. Yeah, million. yeah million. I fuck with that one, too. <laughs> that shit go hard. You got a, uh, Trent, you got a favorite song off the tape? Fire Marshall. Yeah. Yeah, it it comes it just, right in. It's so like I don't know. It it gives me hype. Yeah, that was the purpose behind it. Like that's why, cause I I had a few other songs that was gonna be on there too, but like I kind of weeded through them, and I had been sitting on that one. And then when I was like stringing them together, I just knew that was the one. Cause I knew that was like some of them. You know, it takes some listening before you let them sink in. But I knew that one. That bitch was gonna instantly grab people's attention. Yeah, first listen, you you on it. Uh, I know you talked about this before, but an album when that's coming. I would say I'm shooting. Let's see, we in March. I probably shoot for like, I say around sometime in August probably, and it whenever I drop it, it's gonna be the beginning of a month because I don't. Like, I don't believe in dropping or do like starting anything at the end of anything. I always believe in starting something new at the beginning of something. Yeah, yeah, take your time with it. I, that's what I like about your music. I feel like you take your time with it, you ain't rushing nothing out. You can never tell that it's well put together, man. Yeah, that's why, like, I always when I just got the throwaways, I just put some shit on SoundCloud or whatever just to give people something to listen to because, like, my projects. You know, I really put time into them bitches, and they got a lot of thought behind them. Yeah, cause I was I was waiting on the tape for months. Yeah, it yeah, said I know. On Facebook for a while back, I was like, man, every day I'm fucking checking, refreshing Facebook, waiting for it. But it's here. Yeah, I know that bitch was. It took a minute, dog. Cause like I said, that's the, all them songs. That's all the first time I ever fucking engineered like a recorder did anything, son. So like. I didn't want my first project to like have fucking shitty sound quality and all that. So like I was fucking soaking in so much information. And luckily I have a brain that just like consumes information like faster than the average person. So like I'd get it. I'd be like halfway satisfied with the mix on something. I come back to it the next day 
and I wouldn't be fucking with it. And then like I learned throughout the process to record myself too. Like now if I just halfway record a song and don't finish it, it's fucking hard for me to go back to it, dog. It's I'm like the same I, way. I gotta finish it then and there, bro. Or it's like cause I gotta capture the energy that I'm feeling when I first fuck with it. First when you feel you put that beat on and start ripping that bitch that's you just got to finish the whole damn thing i gotta capture least, that whole at least vibe the main, at least the main parts of it you know you're filling the blanks a little bit towards the end but you got to get the most of it done yeah i gotta get the meat and potatoes right then and i there, got so dog. many damn songs on my fucking computer that i started and just for me my problem is i don't have the fucking time to record it's such a fucking time consuming thing to sit there and fucking because when I make music too, I mix and sh- mix all and record all my shit too. Yeah, so, so you know the like, struggle, dog. Yeah, and literally, I only started fucking about a year ago doing it. And from Keep the at jump, it, bro. Yeah, it, it, it's just so time consuming. So time. It is, dog, and that's why I tell people too is like, I ain't your fucking typical rapper that like I don't have a fucking job. I'm fucking bumming and living and just like got all the time in the world to do whatever the fuck I want. Fuck no. Like, I just became business partners with my oldest brother. We got an electrical company. Shout out Vidros Electrical Services, LLC. You need that. Holla at me. But like, I so had that I, on the list. I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to, shout, I wanted to shout that out, too. <laughs> yeah, we running up that bag a little something. But like, so I got that. Then I got my girlfriend, who's a Colombian chick. So like, they a handful just to begin with. Yeah, you know do like that's a handle too. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, you know the struggle, dog. So like, I, you know, you gotta balance. You gotta make your partner feel wanted and needed and appreciated. So like, I gotta do that. She got a son who I pretty much been raising since he's been like two years old, and he's autistic. You know what I'm saying? And and that's another handful. And then my life's kind of dedicated to like helping people struggling with addiction and things of that nature. And I try to balance that and. <sighs> It's a fucking balancing act, bro. But like I said, dog, ain't nothing ever going to come in the way of my music, bro, because music was the one thing, dog, that was always fucking there for me through every fucking thing. Loss of relationships, family problems, addiction, depression. I always had my music. So it's like it's just it's a good feeling to know where I where I brought it to and where where I'm at with it right now, because like. I see big things in my future with the shit, bro. Yeah, there's no doubt, man. I can see you you sticking with it and really making a name for yourself with this music shit. Yeah, you I look people are. in the eyes. When I see people, I look people in the eyes and I tell them straight up, dog, I'm going to change the world, bro. And like, they feel it, dog, when I say it. Like, I've had people say like, holy shit, like, I really believe you when you told me that. There ain't no doubt in my mind, dog. I know it. You had, Did you have a good... uh? outcome for the release you find yeah like number wise yeah better than anything i had like i think all of my streams all the way up is probably like right at 1k something like that and it's yeah. been what i think like not even a seven week. days yet yeah, yeah. I think tomorrow makes a week tomorrow makes a week so fuck that's out shit one of the coolest experiences i had yet i was at the skate park for the first time like three days ago and um I'm like running it with some other 30 year old dude. We just laughing at like how now we the old motherfuckers at the skate park looking weird and shit. And uh, some younger kid came up to me and he was just like, man, look, dog, I just wanted to shake your hand, bro. I love your music and I listen to it. And that shit just blew my mind, dog. Oh, I bet. 
That shit felt so good, bro. Because I put so much into this shit. And to know that it's even reaching like 17, 18 year old kids, some kind of way, just lets me know, you know, I'm doing something right. Mm-hmm. On uh, Making a Killing, was that Pursuit of Happiness at the end? Yeah, that's okay. it. Why, why'd you uh, choose that little clip? Like I said, I'm fucking cinematic in everything I do, and I always try to do, like, inspirational shit. So, like, I try to put little clips, and that's going to be, like, a recurring theme throughout all my music. Yeah. But what that was the fucking one on clip, the Million? Uh, that Million was from uh, American Gangster. Okay. And it's about, like, basically the saying, like, success breeds enemies. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It breeds envy. So, like, if you're really good at something you do, you're going to have people hating on you, bro. So you could choose to be a person that like has a big ass amount of friends and like just go along with whatever. Or you could be somebody that's like really driven and really successful and have a lot of hate motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? It's just heavy lie of the crown. It's what comes with it. And to speak on to make a killing. Pursuit of Happiness is like one of my favorite fucking movies because it's literally the story of like never fucking giving up even when nobody believes in you. And like, oh, yeah. man, one of the best. And he's shooting basketball with his son. And he's like, you know, you ain't really tall. And you probably got about like the the same amount of athletic ability as me. So maybe like basketball might not be the thing. And he caught himself telling his son that because he saw him kind of get upset. And he's like, you know what? Don't never fucking let nobody tell you you can't do something. And it's so true, bro, because like, just because a person feels like they can't do something, they want to project that energy onto you until you can't do it. And like in the end, he says, you got to protect your dreams at all costs. And that's like a statement that I live by, though. You got to protect that shit because other people, they get lost in the nine to five society shit and think that that's just the purpose of life. So they don't, when they see somebody outside the box trying to accomplish some big shit, it's just human nature to hate on it and tear them down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So out of Will and Jaden Smith, whose music do you like better? Jaden got some joints, dog. I ain't gonna lie. He does. He does. When he had that I'm one of that fucking, that, what the one was? Yeah, when he had, what the one was with the Tesla video, Icon. Yeah. I'm gonna be an Icon living. Mm-hmm. That whole album. Talented, pretty, man. Pretty nice. Yeah, that, that, that. Just talented people, bro. Like an artist, like a true artist can express themselves in more than one outlet, bro. Like, I plan on getting into movies and all that shit eventually, too. But yeah, Jaden Hill body is pops. Well, me and my brother Ben, who's the uh, rock star with the family, we've been talking about putting, like, some short films together. So I'll probably be, like, involved in the directing, shooting, acting, the whole process of it. Like I said, I'm crazy. I like to be involved with everything when I do something. I can see y'all doing that. You know, y'all need to do something like about addiction and something like that. Yeah, you already know it's gonna be some shit yeah. about that. Like, cause I got crazy ass stories from when I was ripping and running. He's actually just getting clean and getting his life together. He has some fucking insane stories from when he was ripping and running. You know what I'm saying? He had running with that. You know what I'm saying? That good old crystal dog, and that shit takes you down some fucking insane pathways, bro. So we gonna bring all that shit together do something with it y'all gonna be making some music together kind of yeah that's another thing i wanted to get into yeah because like lately 
I've always looked up to him, bro. Cause like I said, he was a rap star to me. He was on stage rocking like it's kind of like some punk rock shit that he's yeah, doing, that right? punk rock shit. Like they came up on the Blink One Eighty Two, Yellow Card, all that type of shit. And like I had kind of been talking to him, and I was just like, bro, the band shit now it's just dead, dog. Like it's just about being a solo artist or being a front man. And so like he been working on some acoustic shit that's just fire, and uh. You know, he loves my writing and stuff that I do. So we're going to blend it and mesh it together and just do some some different shit. See what the hell y'all can come up with. Yeah, we're going to cook something. You got any, any plans to work with any artists around home or anything? I mean, yeah, I plan on it. It's just, I'm just so, like, organic with the way that I like to do stuff. Yeah, you trying it's to like, reach um, out but do nothing. Nah, it like, happens, it happens. when it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen, bro. Shout out to all the artists at home. Hell yeah, man. I find the, the scene been getting a lot better. Lately. Yeah, it's going to become something. Like, if you pay attention to the energy, like, it's bubbling up. It just needs, like, that that big dog OG to kind of come around and tie it all together. Because um, you know how artists are, bro. And we all like that. Like, we crazy over our craft and, and how we want to do things. And, you know... It's just going to take somebody to really invest in and bring the shit together. Because it's divided. That's just how the shit goes, bro. Yep. That's everywhere, pretty much, though. Uh, Talk about your electrical company a little bit more. How that came yeah. about. Well, my family been involved with the fucking electrical trade forever. Um, We all started doing it. My pops, that's what he did. He had a company. You know, rest in peace, my pops, he passed. So, like, we all learned that shit as kids, and that's what we all did. And that was when the fucking housing market was booming back in the day, like, when they was putting whole neighborhoods up. So we used to just do them houses. You get in the house, wire it, boom, go to the next one, go to the next one, come back a week later, put the devices and all the lights and shit in. And so I had kind of just learned, like, the basics of electrical. And then um, later down the line, I ended up getting on with this co- another company. And this company was like involved with it on a much deeper level, like fucking with motors and fucking commercial buildings and shops and all kind of shit. And I just got real nice. And then my brother Jake, he had came work with us for a while. And my brother Jake's just a gangster. So like if he feels like he ain't getting compensated or paying right or whatever, he's like, fuck this shit. And he was just like, man, I'm about to start my own shit. And nobody believed him. Like we was talking about earlier, don't nobody never believe you when you say you're going to do some shit. And that motherfucker just went get his license and fucking did it. And he had been in business for like, I think, two and a half years. And throughout that process, he was like, come on with me. And I was like, hold up. I'm about to mastermind some shit. So I would just get in my skills tighter, get my skills tighter, like building relationships with, you know, people really around home and companies. Yeah, plotting it out till I knew it was that time. And I kind of had came to, like, I would say a plateau with that company. And I called my brother. I was like, look, dog, you know what I'm saying? I'm done with this shit. I'm either about to, like, go get my license and do my own thing or whatever, or you think it's time. And he was like, you know, what you need from me to make it happen. And, you know, my brother's solid as fuck. I was like, I need X amount of dollars just to know that my bills are paid for at least a couple of months. And I'm going to say, fuck it, and just make that move. And I did it. 
And instantly, dog, I started getting calls from people that I worked with before and blah, that know my quality of work and shit. We've been booming, son. You know what I'm saying? We about to lock shit down. That's awesome, man. Family-owned business. Yeah. Getting it done. Got your music thing going. Yep. Life's looking good for Phil V. I'm blessed, bro. And there ain't no feeling like working for yourself, bro. Like, I tell people... We all in the matrix, dog. That's what this shit is. I feel like it's a simulated program. Like we just in a fucking computer program. But you got to survive in it. You got to play a role in it. But the way you break out of it is like finding a way to work for yourself. And even deeper, if you could find a way to fucking make revenue off of one of your passions and things you love, then you done broke out of the matrix, dog. We had this discussion a few weeks back because i mean the name of the podcast is the life never ends Fact. so the topic topic was does life ever end and we got it in that and trent brought it up he said that we, he thinks we live in a simulation it is bro one way or another it's a game dog like it's a game son if you really look at the shit bro we just like these little it's like grand theft auto dog and the way I look at it is like they got main characters and then you just got a bunch of these fucking little droids just running around and like you can fucking beat and shoot and kill that it don't really, you know what I'm saying? That's a fucked up way of putting it. But like, I think they do have people that's here just to fill the gap, you know what I'm saying? And they play a role too. But yeah, that's it. They just here to do whatever the fuck they meant to do and then you got them select few people who's really put here to do some shit on both sides of the coin good and evil life's a crazy thing man it's a fucking trip dog well shit trent you got any uh other questions for him man uh, yeah let me ask you this one so at what age or moment do you think someone officially becomes a man Ooh. Age, I don't really know, but I would say the moment that I became a man was when I learned that it was like time for me to take responsibility for everything in my life and mm-hmm. stop placing blame, you know what I'm saying, on why this ain't going this way, why I don't have this why I can't take care of that. When I finally like looked in the mirror and was like, you know what, bro, it's my responsibility to handle everything I got to handle and get everything I want from that moment. I think it's really when I, you know what I'm saying? became a man. I feel like that should be a pretty universal answer. Cause that was a, a hell of an answer. answer. <laughs> that was a hell of an answer. That's what a man does, dog. He puts away yeah. like ways of a child. And what a child does is when they get caught doing some shit, they blame it on this and that. And you blame it on whatever, like a man takes responsibility, bro. Yeah. Once you realize it's, it's you, you, you the reason that you ain't got what you want in life. You man, you the, you your you only competition, dog. That's it. Say. At the end of the day, you make all the choices. That's why I got back into running, cause it's like about I'm, I'm training to run a marathon within the next few years. Damn, that's I, fire! I love doing it because it's like I'm competing with myself. Yeah, there's nobody else. Even if I'm running in a race, I don't care what everybody else finishes. I'm just trying to improve my time, shit like that. Trying to better myself. 
That's really what it's all about, bro. Yeah, you fuck with, you lift weights and shit, Trent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fire. Yeah, I fuck with the gym, dog. I ain't really trying to be that. I've went like hardcore in it. Like I said, every time I dive into something, I go head first. So I was like drinking all the fucking proteins and pre-workouts and all that shit. But now I just kind of like try to stay in decent shape. But um, I got an uncle like that. Motherfucker started working out and wants to shoot up roids and shit. I'm like, bro, just go to the fucking gym. <laughs> Trying <laughs> to get juicy. Out. Yeah, he man. About to, like, he about to start choking that. people out and shit like that. Roid rage. You ain't got to do all that extra shit. Showing but me all yeah. these little pills that he found on the internet and shit. And I'm like, bro, just go to the gym. Work out. Drink a little bit of protein. You're going to be all good. That's how we are, dog. We dive in the shit head first. Yeah, that's the, and that's the main thing, too, is fucking... With everything is discipline, bro. Like... You're going to go far if you're a disciplined person. And then, like, with the shit just tapping back on the, the subject of, the like, becoming a man and all and responsibility, like, that's really when my life changed, too. It's like coming up when I was having the issues with drugs and everything, I had such a fucking victim mentality, bro. Like, everything that was going on with me, everything in my life, I was a fucking victim, you know, I had been dealt a bad hand. I know you going through some problems, but mine are worse and blah, blah, fucking poor me, poor me. And until, like, I finally was like, nah, dog. Like, I've been blessed, bro, with so much potential and so many gifts that I just fucking squandered, dog. And eventually I was just like, fuck this shit. I mean, you know it's, never too late. it's never too late in life to fucking turn that shit around. Never. I, mean, I got a story, dog, and people's going to hear my shit, bro. Like, it's just the energy I got right now. There ain't no fucking stopping it, dog. Like, it, it's, I'm not even going to stop it. Like, I got some shit in a song I wrote recently, too. I can't really remember it, but it's about, like, I really feel like it's a prophecy over my life and my music and the things that's about to happen that, like, I can't even stop. You speaking like, this shit into existence. Yeah, I can't stop it. And, like, it's intimidating sometimes, like, and it freaks me the fuck out. Like, and me and my girlfriend had some problems here and there, whatever. But, like, I was explaining to him, like, I'm not choosing this shit. Like, this shit chose me. Like, you can't put me in no position to where I make a choice because I can't stop this shit even if I wanted to. I've tried my whole life. I always end up back doing this shit. You kind of talked about that in the song where it's like you you wake up in the morning and it's, it's not... Not you writing it. It's just writing itself. It's just going. Soon as I opened my eyes, I started writing this. I am this shit, dog. Like, this is me. Like, and it's a freeing feeling, too. Like, because the artist I am, I am my music, and my music is me. So when I'm in public or when I'm anywhere, it's a freeing feeling, and I have to keep up no image. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, my music, I'm not portraying some image or something I'm not. Like, I'm telling you who I am. So when I see you, like, it's all good vibes. What's happening, dog? I'm a clown. I'm a laugh. We're going to joke, have a good time. I don't need to feel like no too cool for school, motherfucker, yeah, dog. Not no fake I'm, shit. Nah, I don't need to act like I'm cool. I really am fucking cool, dog. But And that's what's going to make your music last for so so long. It's just everlasting music because it's so real. It's so raw. You're talking about the real shit that's going on in your life. Like, it don't yeah, get man. no better than that. Yeah, it's time. I make timeless music. That's what I said in one of my joints, too. I make timeless music, and it don't take me no time to do it. 
It's like real stories about somebody's life. That shit ain't no trend, so it ain't gonna come and go. Like I, dog, I'm telling you, like the shit that's out right now. The way I come from EP and my shit on SoundCloud in a few years from now, the way when my shit's like really taking off, people's gonna look back on my body of work and be like, what the fuck? Like, why wasn't people going fucking batshit crazy back then when he was dropping this? This dude was talking crazy, son. I know that shit, so I just look How many songs you think you got on your how many songs you think you got on your computer just saved up? Shit, at the- least a, at least a hundred in that short amount of time. Damn pieces of them for sure i got a bunch of them just a verse some of them just some hooks and then album wise i probably got like i got four that's like done ready for the album and i'm shooting to have like probably an 11 track album you know what you're naming it yet uh yeah deeper than music yeah deeper deeper than than music. music yep and the meaning behind that is just because, like, I use music to tell my story, but my story's way fucking deeper than music. That's just the way that I choose to, you know what I'm saying, tell my story. I can't wait for it, man. Uh, yeah. So, I got one more question. It's not nothing to do with anything we've been talking about. This is just purely Good. conversation. So, you say you're big into cinematics and all of that. What do you think about what Marvel's doing right now? Marvel's fire, man. I was fucking way more into it back in the day, to be honest. Yeah. Lately, I've been like on a fucking just like I like like weird fucking indie, super emotional fucking drama type films. Like I went to see that Nomadland. I don't know if y'all had seen the previews for that, but it was like about this fucking woman who her and her husband worked for like a big sheetrock factory and they was bubbling and making money and something happened and the shit just turned down. Her husband died and fucking, she just like bought a van and built out the van and just like went live a nomad life, just traveling across the world. And I felt so inspired by that shit, bro. Like I wanted to go fucking buy a van and just say, fuck everything. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I am too. Like, I'm crazy, dog. I'm gonna keep it real Put with the you, studio like. In the fucking, yeah. Put the studio in the van. Go live on a beach somewhere. And my girl be laughing at me because, like, I I just it's hard for me to explain, but like I connect with shit so much, bro. Like whatever I'm watching and whatever I'm into at the time, I'm like, damn, I want to do that. Damn, I want to do that. Like if I watch a fucking army movie and see somebody die for the country, I'm like, fuck that, dog. I'm about to sign up to the Marines and fight for this bitch too. Yeah. See, I got the same problem, but all I watch is, like, superhero and shit like that. So I was like, hell yeah, I want to go wield a lightsaber and shit. That looks fucking fire. right. You're trying to put that cape <laughs> on, son. <laughs> hell yeah. Fuck yeah. That's why he goes to the gym and fucking trying to bulk up so he can look like fucking Superman or some shit. Just in case, yeah, son. Really, ready to do it. It really is why I started. Oh, bullshit. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, but I used to fuck with Marvel. You know what I went to see that was, uh like fucking surprisingly fire with that fucking wonder woman 1984 i think that might have been dc or some shit though. yeah that's dc i didn't see that one yet but the first wonder woman was amazing 
That was I really thought it was gonna be movie. trash. Like I, you know, the movies ain't really playing that much shit no more. And I was trying to find whatever the fuck was playing. And I'm weird too with that. I like going to the movies by myself. I don't like going with nobody. I like sitting in that bitch yeah. by myself and just fucking enjoying the moment. But I went see it like thinking it was gonna be it, fucking. I'm like, man, this shit's about to be ass. And I went see it, <laughs> and it was fucking fire, dog. Right now is the perfect time to go to the movies by yourself during COVID. Fuck. I mean, it's really, yeah, you really by yourself in that bitch, dog. Like the last shit I went see, I was the only one. Feet kicked up, drank about five refills of my icy. I was cutting up. I didn't even think the movies was fucking open still. Man, it's only on the weekends, like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I wish the one, because the most annoying thing. The most annoying movie experience I've ever had was whenever Avengers Endgame came out. We went watch it that night. And people just don't know how to shut up. Yeah, like, that shit drives me. When something awesome would happen on the screen, everybody would start cheering and stuff like they were watching a live performance. I was like, come on, man. It's ridiculous. Trying to be in the zone. Yeah, yeah, but you could be in the zone and just, like, stay quiet. <laughs> Fucking right. There was fucking oh, vibe up, son. Yeah, big shit. time. Over there, they all up there finger banging and shit, fucking watching the damn movies, getting excited. Yeah, trying to get that first little nut off. What's y'all? All right, let me ask y'all motherfuckers a couple questions. Um, oh, yeah. Well, Trent, I see you big in the movies and shit like that. Who's your favorite actor, bro? Right now, I'll say. I know that's just subject to change if you had to pick yeah. one right now. Right now, Leo. Yeah. All day, I just, son. I love every every movie he's done. He got the from, best body of work, bro. Like, nobody's yeah. fucking with Leo. From son. Romeo and Juliet to Titanic and now with Wolf of Wall Street and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, all of it. It's just... I don't think I've that seen Revenant. That I didn't like by him. Yeah, Revenant too. The one he finally got That's his Oscar for. Finally got the fucking Oscar. Yeah, he's my favorite dog, straight up. Who's yours, Alan? If you had to pick one right now, Will Smith probably. Yeah, he's up. <laughs> I'm not he's a up big there movie, I'm not a big movie person, but every Will Smith movie I've ever watched in my life has just been. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Good. It's fucking Will Smith, fucking Leo, Denzel. Yeah. And then you got the two OGs, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, but they just in the league of their own. You don't even bring them up in that conversation. What uh shit, Alan, what you been listening to like other than local people? Like what what's kind of been on your playlist heavy lately besides, you know, the scene around here? Fuck, this whole last week just been straight you. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate it, bro. Uh fuck it. Pooh Shiesty. Come on. on I'm gonna have yeah. I heard of him, but I ain't really done. I've been so just fucking immersed in my own shit lately. I ain't really been listening to nothing else. Yeah, a little bit of NLE Chopper. All right. But, I'm surprised, but the, dog. But you the, on some the, other shit. The newer NLE fucking Chopper. He's like yeah. coming to find himself. He's like, he's not talking about the gangster shit no more. He's kind right. of like having a spiritual awakening. And you like, I don't know if you heard the song Bryson by him. That's his uh-uh. real name, Bryson. Go listen That's to that fire. song. And it's like, he's talking about some real shit. Like, he's improving his life and shit. 
You don't even want to talk about the guns and shit. Yeah, I'm going to listen to it for real because I never dove into them. But now that you say that, you know, I had been seeing like on social media over the last year, he had been like going through, you, you can see he been going through a lot of turmoil of like dealing with the Hollywood fake bullshit and, and not wanting no more. Yeah. So and he's, I'm he's sure he's been dropping young. some fire. Yeah, he's real young. He's only fucking 18 at this yeah. point. But for him to be at that age where he's already like realizing shit ain't what it really seems with that music industry shit. Yeah, and that reminds me too. I'm glad you brought that up. Like on a topic I wanted to touch on. In the time we in right now, bro, like, it's do or die. Like, people is either fucking waking up or falling more asleep. Like, they trying to preach and show this, like, racial divide and all that shit. I don't fuck with that at all. The divide, the real divide is, like, spiritually awakened and spiritually fucking sleeping, son. Like, and people in your life that... It's about to be like a real lonely and crazy time for people because I did a remix to the Gold Roses, uh, Rick Ross and Drake shit. And like the first line I had was, uh, the spiritual journey could be a lonely path. My soul's a garden of roses. Your yard is only grass. And it's saying like, if you a spiritually awakened person, you're going to see a lot of people around you start dying off, dog. Because yeah, but that's kind of what they 2020 was. It was an eye-opening experience for everything. If like you, if you didn't come into this and realize that you need to get your shit together and fucking like really get in tapped with yourself and try and improve, because like we're the fucking key to our fucking life. Everything. Yeah, you you fucking up at the end of the day if you're so stuck into this fucking uh, just everything that's going on in the world, the media putting shit out there and you get so stuck into following that you lose everything is along the way it's just fucking everything is like physical material more of this look like this do more of that and it's all just to distract you from like the real key to everything is in yourself that's what i tell everybody you don't need to ask nobody no questions you got all the answers already it's just that you got so much fucking trash inside of you that's covering the answers that you got to, like, get rid of that garbage. And then that's why they say go with your gut. The answer to everything, it already lies inside of you. And, like, that COVID shit was a time for everybody to sit the fuck down and really peep your surroundings and see what's going on. Because now we in a time to where everything is moving so fucking fast, dog. And, like, I hate to say it, but that's why a lot of people's dying right now in the rap game. That's why a lot of, like, your karma, dog, is it's not coming to catch you in 20 years no more. That bitch is around the corner and going to catch you the next morning from some foul-ass shit you did. Like, if you're talking about killing, raping, drug selling, all that shit, and that's what you're putting into the universe, then that's what you're inviting into your life. So I, I tell Coming people, back you tenfold. Know, yeah, dog, like, the power of life is held in the tongue. So, like, the energy is moving fast, but there's a flip side to it, which is good, like, blessings are moving that fast too so like if you put in positivity and you and your fucking main goal is to help people and what you could do to help people out then like your blessings are coming back real fast too because the main dog the real purpose of life bro is just to help the next man dog 
that's what the fucking purpose of this shit is. Use your experience and shit you've been through to help the next person. Because they got two type of people in this world. You could put two of the same exact people in the same exact situation. One of them is going to look to see what they could bring to that situation and offer. And the other person is going to look to see what they could take and what they could get from that bitch. And that's what you could separate two people into. That's the two sides of the coin that they got. Hell yeah. I like that shit. That's a... Very similar to what I said on that uh, Does Life Have an End episode we did last week or the week before. Week before. But very similar. It's true, though. Like, you got givers and takers, bro. Like, you got people that want to give love to the world and want to take love from it. And it's just, I want to give it, dog. Like, because I, I kind of grew up with, like, somewhat of a religious background and upbringing, too. But I would say, like, you know, I grew up with the uh, with the fear of God and that if you live this way or if you don't live this way, then you're going to hell and this and that. So, like, when I started fucking getting into drugs and, and jacking and doing all that stupid ass shit, you know, I also had the burden of, like, fuck, dog. I'm already miserable in the way I'm living. I'm about to go to hell, son. Like, fuck, this is terrible. I already hate my life, and now I'm about to fucking die and just be burning for eternity. So, like, when I you fucking got my life together, are you kind of? I don't say. I say spirituality. Yeah, yeah, spirituality. I believe in God. You know what I'm saying? Um, I definitely believe in Jesus. As far as the particulars, all of it, I have no fucking idea. And anybody that tells you they do, they full of shit, in my opinion. Right. It's all religions, all fucking man-made things. At the end of the day, just like most. It's a, con- of, a, it's a control system, dog. Right, and it's been like that from the beginning of time. Yeah, they got literal like books that you could look up of like how to incorporate religion as a way to like control people. You know what I'm saying? Fear, dog. And there's another two, like everything, it's a duality, dog. The yin and the yang of every fucking thing. Everything in life is a duality. So it's like the same thing with givers and takers. There's two other things. There's fear and faith. That's it. There ain't no in between. You ever you either live your life in fear of every fucking thing, which stops you from doing the shit you want to do, or you live your life having high faith and like saying, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And however the outcome comes out, that's what it's supposed to be. And that's where I'm at now. And I used to live in fear of every fucking thing. I was such a fearful child, dog, like scared of every fucking thing from things I've seen in life and traumatic experiences that I had growing up. And then like when I conquered my drug addiction and my demons, and I really knew that there was a God in this universe that like really fucking loved me and cared about me. And once I knew that my soul was going to a better place and going to send out of this, I ain't let fear hold me back no more because I'm still a human being. And like, I go through the internal battle of like, I swear to God, like I wake up in the middle of the night, every night, dog, probably two, three in the morning in my, my human mind and my reptilian brain. And like my consciousness on this earth will tell me like, you fucking crazy, bro. Like, what are you doing with this stupid ass rap shit? And like, you out your mind. You ain't really going to do nothing with that. Everybody thinks you crazy. What the fuck you doing? But luckily, I'm so tapped into my spirit now that my spirit will remind me like, don't listen to that bullshit, dog. That's just the enemy trying to throw you off. Yeah, it takes it over. Like, man, you know what you fucking here to do. Don't listen to that bullshit. into it that you fucking, it overloads that. You just wake up and you do what the fuck you yeah, I realize that I don't listen to it because I got dog. I got 
I'm fucked up, like, from shit I done been through in life. Like, I got fucking anxiety disorder. I probably got PTSD. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll touch on that a little bit, too. Like, my dad committed suicide. And, like, that was a crazy-ass fucking experience I had. You know what I mean? He shot himself in the head in the house. Whole family was in there, you know, with some crazy-ass shit. And uh, I know I deal with, like, some fucking PTSD from that. Um, Like, my brain always tries to convince me that there's something in my life that's, like, not completed or not finished that's going to go bad, like, something bad's gonna happen I always got this feeling of like impending doom if I don't do this then this is gonna happen or if I don't take care of this man that ain't done yet at this job it's gonna go to shit in the contract it's like my brain is always trying to fuck with me but luckily like I say my spirit's so elevated now that you know my spirit's able to talk to me and say like don't listen to that shit just keep doing what you're doing and I could about imagine mixing the drugs in with that whenever you were (laughs) Your mind was probably all over the fucking place. Never dealt with it. Never dealt with it. You know what I'm saying? Never matured emotionally. I was very emotionally immature my whole life. And, uh, like, I had just recently over the last few years started dealing with it because I was already in drugs when it happened. And so, fuck, after it happened, I mean, that's just another excuse to go deep off the rails and ain't nobody gonna look at me no type of way and I could just live crazy now you know what I'm saying but I got some other projects in the future too that I'm gonna do that I'm gonna dedicate to my pops and keep his story alive because he was like a real influential character in the city bro like my pop shout out Leroy Vidros rest in peace like he did a lot of good shit for a lot of people you know what I'm saying he was just a sick man that just you know, his demons got the best of him he was the type of person that could help everybody else but couldn't never help himself you know what I'm saying? And I've seen that shit too often. And eventually his shit just got the best of him. But like, he always had a lot of physical sickness and incurable diseases too. So, I mean, there's never a bright side to suicide. You know, I tell everybody, if you have them kind of thoughts, don't be scared to reach out to somebody, dog. That shit is more common than you think. But um, it wasn't one of them situations to where like somebody commits suicide and then the family's like, oh no, why? What the fuck? Like, we all kind of knew, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it was like sad in a way that we was relieved that he wasn't suffering no more. You know what I'm saying? But crazy thing about life, dog, no matter what happens, what I learned is the shit goes on, son. You got to wake up the next fucking day, take a shower, put your clothes on, and, and just keep rocking, son. That's keep just how the shit pushing, is. Yeah, that's all through. you can do. Yeah, because you got, with that story, you got every excuse in the world to fucking. To give up. To give up. Not chase the fucking dreams. Yeah, it's not happening, bro. I'm I'm flipping that shit the other way. Like, I swear to God, dog. If after the end of this age happens and Armageddon happens or whatever, and they write a new, new testament and a new, new Bible, my family's going to be in that bitch, son. Like, real shit. My family story is fucking crazy, dog. Like my like I said, we all dealt with the disease of addiction from my pops on down. Um my oldest brother, you know, he dealt with his demons, you know what I'm saying? He did time in prison. Um the whole gambit of what you do, living a gangster lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? He's been jacked and robbed. Somebody tried to kill him before. Motherfucker put a gun to my brother's head, pulled the trigger, the shit clicked and didn't go off. Um, 
my other brother Ben, who had his demons with addiction and all that shit. Me, man, I've overdosed and died and been rushed to the hospital many times and seen the other side of life and came back. And it's like, now, fast forward, my oldest fucking brother who was in prison and doing all of that shit is a fucking business owner now. And he's been clean for like 10 years. Me, I got my shit together. I've been clean almost seven years. Now we fucking business partners. My other brother's getting clean. It's like, it's crazy, dog. It's some fucking wild shit, bro. Seemed like you lived two lives in one and you're not even done with the first one. Dog, telling you, that's why I tell people, I'm like, bro, you just don't understand the fire that's in me. Like, I look on my family's life and my life, and I just know there's a bigger purpose to this shit, dog. Like, and I feel like it's my responsibility to tell my family's story so people know. Because they got so many families out there fucking struggling with the same shit my family did and don't feel like it's ever going to change or get better. But it just takes that one person to step up, which shout out my big bro. You know, it was him because he got clean and got his shit together first. And then from him doing that, Everybody just kind of followed his lead, and now we're here fucking years later, and we just flourishing. Yeah, because normally that shit is a family thing with addiction. Always. It's always. It's not just one person for the most part. It's damn near, like, my both sides of my fucking family has dealt with drug problems and still deal with it to this fucking day. Luckily, I haven't dove into it all that deep. But I'm yeah. fucking, you know, I have dabbled in with this and that. Yeah. And seeing them, my mom and my dad would not struggle with addiction and my fucking uncles and shit. It kind of made me not want to fucking dive into it. And That's I did good. fuck I was able to fucking get away with it, get out of that shit and kind of be like, be the one to save the family almost that's kind of what right. i look at myself like and that's what they kind of look at me like because they see me and they see me somewhat having my shit together and kind of look at me as a somebody to look up to which is crazy because they all older than me <laughs> and i feel like i should be looking up to them but they yeah you know what drives me a lot is i have a little brother that's 15 at the moment so i mean he's i got somebody looking up to me Ch-ch- i got I got my nephew the other day just came up to me, said, I want to be like you when I grow up. I want to have a podcast. I want to do this and that. And I'm like, man, it just shit just makes me want to fucking go even harder. Makes yeah, me want to wake bro. up and go put them miles in to show them. Once I run that fucking marathon, I already got it. the image in my fucking mind of me crossing that finish line and basically crying. <laughs> fucking right, dog. That, I mean, that's what it's all about, bro. It's... it's... It's all about just trying to be a guy in light in dark times, man. Like, you blessed, bro. You know what I'm saying? That that shit just ain't, you know, it ain't really in you and you didn't fall off the wagon. But that just ain't meant for you. You know what I'm saying? You you meant to be that leader for your family. And that shit crazy. Like I say, dog, my art imitates my life so much. Like, when you would say older people looking up to you, I, I fucking wrote a bar the other day. It was like, how that bitch went? When pieces go missing, it starts to puzzle you strange feelings when people older than you is looking up to you like that's real shit dog when you got people that's older than you looking up to you that's just a fucking crazy feeling son man you like a fucking poet with the shit like when you say you write you you write bro yeah i write like my shit is life dog my words are life like 
That's why I can have a conversation with somebody, whatever we talking about, I'm going to be like, yo, I just wrote a bar about that shit yesterday. Check this out. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't just no shitty ass bar. That bitch is about to like have a flip entendre punch in it. What's what's some artists that fucking influenced you? Let's see. Yeah, man. I mean, dog, Louisiana, home and shit. I was fucking obsessed with Wayne, dog. Like, Drought Three and No Ceilings, Wayne. I, w- I went back. That. I went back and listened to Drought Three because you mentioned it in the fucking one of one the of best tapes, probably the best mixtape ever made, dog. It, it that and No Ceilings, yeah, is that's what like made me be on my super like punchliney, um, wordplay, entendre saying the same exact syllables three times but it having three different meanings and like shit all tying together and schemes that's from my wayne shit but then like i also like a lot of like zero which is like pain music dog like really speaking about your struggles and your life and then man i got so many bro like i like kendrick i love kendrick um I came up on a lot of rock shit too, like I'm saying from my brother. Um, I was fucking with Blink 182, Heavy, Yellow Card, The Starting Line. Uh, but if I had to pick one, like my main influence, it's Wayne, dog. Straight up. How he Man, put them I words st- together. I still remember No Ceilings coming out and being in eighth grade <laughs> in the PE room and we was listening to that shit. I can remember exactly where I was when that shit came out. <laughs> Rockstar lifestyle might not make it. Fuck. That bitch That's said, crazy. New Orleans, I get super dumb. Like, come on, son. <laughs> <laughs> Retarded. Oh, yeah. That was a hell of a take. Oh, oh so man. How you said about, like, you had OD'd and seen the other side. What did you see? What did you mean Shit, by that? just nothingness, dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Which is crazy and scary in its own way. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't really have no, like, fucking angels or demons or no shit like that. But I had, uh, I also had, like, some old, man, look, I was a crazy-ass kid, bro. And when you young, like, when you super young, you limited on what kind of shit you can get fucked up on. And I started doing drugs real young. So, like, I'll be on the internet, like, fuck shit you could take from CVS to get you fucked up, uh typing all kind of shit and then like one time I seen something by ambience shout out my aunt Melissa I stole a bunch of ambience out of a purse and then uh that's sleep fuck, medicine took, ain't it yeah yeah took like seven or eight of them bitches and di- it didn't go to sleep so what happens is your brain is in a state of sleeping but your fucking body's awake so it's like you it's not like dropping no acid or nothing to where walls are breathing. Nah, dog. You like smoking cigarettes and talking to fucking people that ain't even there and fucking seeing all kind of crazy shit. To the man. So that was that was my one of my many hospital visits. And then like the scariest one I ever had. Um I was fucking with pills a lot at the time. And uh somebody came around me with some somas, which is a muscle relaxer. And like I said, bro, I don't know if I wanted to live or die because I used to do some crazy shit. And uh, they came around me. They had that and some Valiums. And I was like, fuck it. Give me 10 of each. And 10 Somas is a fucking lot, dog. Like, the pills are strong, son. So I just, whoo, chunk 10 of them bitches, chunk 10 Valiums. And I probably was already on a bunch of other shit. 
and I don't remember nothing. I just remember fucking seizing out in my bed, like uncontrollably, like fucking foaming at my mouth. And my brother and my dad came in there and they was freaking out. And the craziest part about it, it was like I was lucid in my mind, but I couldn't control my body. So like I was aware of everything that was going on, but it was like I was outside of myself looking at the shit happen. So I don't know if I came out of my body, whatever happened, but they brought me to the hospital. I'm so fucked up when I'm in the hospital. I'm thinking that I'm over there because I broke something or something. I'm telling the nurse, like, man, I'm still at like a level 10 pain. I need a shot, you heard me? They're like, a shot, bitch, you in here for overdosing. (laughs) (laughs) I was fucking wilding. But yeah, like the experience was just, I was like outside of my body. And then I just saw nothingness. And then I came back. And that shit wasn't enough to stop. I probably was eating pills the next day. That's what's crazy about the disease of addiction, bro. Your brain will convince you, like, you could have 10 horrible experiences in a row every day, but the disease of addiction, it's going to convince you on that 11th day that if you do the same exact shit that just caused you to lose your mind 10 days in a row, it's going to be different this time. That's so how crazy that like shit a, is. So did you go through like a 10-step program and shit like yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm in recovery. I work a recovery program. Um, Like I said, I went to... uh. Shit, I went to multiple detoxes, multiple rehab centers, and uh, just was never really ready, bro. Could never get over the physical withdrawals because, like, my main drug of choice was, like, opiates, which is, like, fucking horrible to get off of. Like, you physically get sick, shitting, throwing up, cold sweats. And then the worst part about it is, like, you suppressing your emotions the whole time while you're using. So, like, when you get off of drugs, all your emotions and feelings of guilt and shame that you've been suppressing come up. And that's the hardest shit to deal with. But on this last rip, I went to fucking treatment again, <sighs> came home, and that's when you know you're ready, because I came home, and I still had people using drugs around me and all that shit, but I just, I wasn't fucking with it no more, and I started working the 12-step program, which, like, man, people that ain't even on drugs could benefit from that shit, dog, because really what that shit does, bro, it just makes you take an honest look at yourself. And realize, like, instead of always looking at what other people do to you, like, it makes you focus on what role you play in a situation, dog. Like, what could you have done different? If this shit happened and you didn't like the way it happened, obviously you played a part in it. And that's what I, like, give a big credit to on what helped me tap into my spiritual nature, dog. Because, like, I dealt with every fucked up thing I ever been through in life every demon I ever had, like, I faced that shit, I beat it, and I conquered it, and once I did that, my spirit was just opened up, and I had a spiritual awakening, which is why I'm able to make the music I make now, and that's why my shit's on another level, because, like, at the at the drop of a hat, dog, I could put a, a beat on, and if, if it's the right beat, I could just zone out and tap into my soul, dog, and it's just gonna tell me what to say, you know what I'm saying? So shout out recovery, dog. That shit works for anybody out there struggling. Everybody got their own path, but dog, I tried everything else. You know what I'm saying? I've been baptized in multiple religions. I've been prayed over by every fucking preaching, denomination, or religion you could do. None of that shit worked. When I got around people that was like me, scumbag, drug using, low life motherfuckers that had shook back, they nursed me back to health. So, you know, I love that place forever to the day I die. You know what I'm saying? Because that kind of showed you that it's possible for it to be done. Yeah, I mean, like these dudes that, had never seen it. 
never seen it, dog. I just seen people that was pulling up in Mercedes Benzes and living this fucking incredible life telling me I could change. Like, yeah, cool, bro. Like, you got a degree or some shit, but you ain't really been through the struggle. And when I seen people that really been through the struggle and the other beautiful thing, these people are still struggling, dog. Like, with day-to-day life shit, but they just that wasn't fucking getting... Away. Yeah, they wasn't getting high behind it, though. They were like, yeah, I'm dealing with this shit with my wife, my kids, my job, I can't pay my bills, but look, I'm not getting loaded and I'm pushing through this shit and fuck. Then people just took me like a newborn baby, dog, and just loved me and nursed me back to help. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and you, and you having the music to fall back on as a as a thing to that's always, like you said, it's always been there for you this whole Ain't time. never left. That's been my one outlet, dog. I think that's what helped me survive, bro, because like, a way to express I didn't want to kill myself. I didn't want to kill myself, dog, but I didn't want to live no more for a long time, bro. But like that music just always gave me away, bro. And like just do the working on myself cuz I had negative music at a time in my life when I was a real negative person, but now it's just there ain't nobody making music like I make music, bro, cuz there ain't no artist that's like went through what I went through and on the other side of it like I am. But, like, I'm not a preachy individual at the same time. I'm still a grimy gutter motherfucker. So, like, I know how to get a message across in a way that's digestible, like, to any type of ear to where you don't feel like this dude's preaching to me. This dude, nah, like, I'm still saucing it to you. Like, I'm giving you a message, but in a saucy, drippy-ass way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely got style to it. it the flow switch ups and just your wordplay with everything, man. It's insane. It's been yeah, like that's the first song. Night. Every every song that I heard by you, SoundCloud or not, it's just been good as fuck. That's why I wanted to have you on the podcast. Whenever I first seen you fucking was gonna drop an EP, I was like, I'm gonna figure out a way I'm gonna get this motherfucker on the podcast because I want to talk to him. Yeah, you my dog for life, bro. Because I uh. That's what I was talking to my girl and my sister about. Um, I was like, shit, this dude want me to do his shit. I'm fucking doing whatever he want me to do and supporting him because you always been supporting the fuck out of me since I came back on the scene, bro. I appreciate that shit for real. That shit means a lot to me, dog. Yeah, yeah, because I know what it means, bro. You put your heart and soul to that shit and like just them little little words of just saying anything, just a share or a like or anything, bro. It's just a little boost of confidence and shit like that. You need that shit. Yeah, it just lets me know that somebody out there listening, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is it's reaching somebody. You know what I mean? That's what I do it for, bro. Well, keep on fucking doing it, bro. Yeah, I can't stop, bro. Gonna be doing big things. Ain't no doubt. Yeah, man. Well, it's getting late on this Sunday. We're going to have you back on again because you were a fucking good talk. I love talking to you, bro. You got so much shit to fucking talk about. We ain't ain't done with this conversation, but we're going to fucking wrap it up for the night because it's getting late. Going to try and uh, edit this shit and put this out as soon as I can. Yeah, chop that bitch up. I appreciate y'all having me, man, for real. Not a problem, bro. I want to say thank you to Alan for putting me on your music because that shit is dope. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was a it was a pleasure talking to you, man. You really interesting motherfucker. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Y'all stay tuned, bro. I got a lot more coming, man. Y'all stay positive. You know what I'm saying? Keep doing what y'all are doing. Stay tapped in, bro. Hell yeah, man.
Good vibes. Sent you away. Peace out, bro. All right. We out. Y'all be cool, man. One love.